Before we begin, I would like to invite our listeners to a series of workshops starting in January and going through April designed to enhance your healing practice, learn effective self-healing techniques, and teach you how to do Akashic dowsing for yourself. We're calling it the Winter Workshop Extravaganza, and the only thing we're missing is you. Each workshop will be conducted via Zoom, and all participants will receive specially designed workshop materials, live instruction, and plenty of time for individual practice and feedback. Please visit vitalbioenergetics.com and click on the Workshops tab for our list of available workshops. Each workshop has its own dedicated webpage and a two-minute video introduction telling you all about it. I can't wait to see you there. And now for today's podcast. Welcome to High Vibes with your host, Bill G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to our podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now for today's podcast. Hello and welcome to High Vibes. I'm your host, Bill G. And today's special guest is Christy Borst. Christy Borst is a quantum intuitive healer who channels a healing resonance that stills the mind, calms the spirit, heals the body, and transmutes denser emotions. She offers private and couple sessions work, utilizing her own perspective reboot spiritual energy healing and spiritual awakening process. She works in Wells, Maine and worldwide via Zoom and WhatsApp. She's also offered medical intuitive readings, a catalog of chakra-focused core healings with MP3s and uplifting blogs and 13-segment podcasts. Christy offers a collection of high-vibe, energy, inform healing art. So, Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. You're so, you're so upbeat. I love it. Before the show, we talked a little bit about what you'd be talking about today. So um, I'm very curious about the this perspective reboot protocol that you've developed. And so can you give us, a, first of all, a little idea of uh, your journey in creating that and what that does for uh, your clients? Okay, sure. So my business is called Healing Resonance with Christy Borst. And the reason for that is that when I was 55, which was about 10 years ago, I discovered that I had shut down these natural abilities as an emotional transmuter, as a kind of human self-limiting belief, and even like traumatic blocks, uh, able to help others release those from their physical and non-physical spaces. And it wasn't very long into doing this work that I was interviewed and I was talking and I was telling the person about the work I was doing. And I said, it's almost as if the person gets a perspective reboot because their life can almost like come into focus and things just shift so dramatically. And so I went went ahead and patented trademarked that name and the changes can be 
as you mentioned in the intro, in the emotional body and the physical body in um, just calming the mind and shutting down what I call programs. Um, I believe a lot of us are here right now to shut down ancestral programs that have been running, um, not because anybody's bad, but because, you know, we're in that time where we have the gift of awareness and we have the gift of such an amazing energy here on earth right now. So we can do the work and we're being called to do the work. That's pretty awesome. That actually sounds a lot like the work that I do, uh, because what I do is the, the Akashic dowsing. And the whole point of Akashic dowsing is to bring about that awareness, that information that is coming from your high self and put it into perspective. <laughs> so that way you can have a perspective reboot trademark for you. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, we use that we use a um, uh, a system uh, uh, that's Akashic dowsing is basically using a pendulum and charts to read the soul records. And we've also developed our own protocol called, called the Time Temple Protocol, which is locating a moment in space time where you are right now or where your thinking happens to be, whether it's in the past, present or future, because we only have the present and then gives you that new perspective. So it sounds like you're doing very similar work. So uh, if, if somebody came in to see you, uh, you know, a, a new client wanted to um, utilize your services, what can they expect? So it really depends on what their concern is at the time. Uh, I, As I mentioned earlier, I work with not just kind of these roadblocks, but sometimes the roadblocks or the traumas that we've held can end up manifesting as physical disease. So they may come because of that. And in that case, I will help them understand what that uh, energy is that's underneath the illness. Because even though we think we're in a physical world, everything that's non-physical comes before the physical. So when we have that gift of understanding where or how we may be creating or amplifying what's, what's not what we want in our life, then we have the power to change it. So in that case, you know, if somebody comes for a physical healing, they'll have the information. And in some cases, they may just have that energy or that trauma released from their body and that energy may be blocking the body's own natural healing so once that's released then the body does what it's designed to do which is heal itself so it you know changes can be very quick um, if on the other hand someone is coming because they're anxious or they're depressed or they're um, just feeling stuck then that may play out in a different way um, and it's sort of similar to what you're mentioning about the time where the mind is. Um, I do a lot of inner child healing and past life healing. So as you know, we can carry things forward. And the model I use, Bill, is a Russian nesting doll. So if there's, you know, a child self who isn't seated within that Russian nesting doll, then every layer past that is going to be out of alignment. So when we can realign that child self, 
then again, seemingly miracles happen and everything falls into place by divine plan, really. Awesome. So, wow, this is, sounds like a, uh, a fairly complex system that you've developed here. So what got you on that journey? I, I imagine quite a bit of research went into that. So uh, what was the impetus to say, hey, I'm going to go and study <laughs> this quantum stuff and come up with some kind of healing modality uh, uh, with it? <laughs> yeah, that's not quite how it worked. Um, so probably in about like 2010, our children were getting to be high school age. At that point, I had been self-employed for almost 30 years uh, doing graphic design which had been my passion for many, many years. And I know now that that's because I was really channeling, but art and writing was the way that I was allowed to channel. And so at that point, I started feeling like there was more, but I didn't know what that more was. So I started really exploring, watching YouTube videos, uh, I left a traditional church I belong to and kind of explored other religions. And through that process, I and am, amazing things that happened uh, with animal totems and and different, you know, readings. And actually, I actually had like a, a past life experience where I interacted with myself in a past life. So all these things kind of came together. And in early 2013, I had a flashback of doing an actual physical healing on my face as a three-year-old and my dad freaking out and telling me to never do that again. And so basically what happened, you know, and, and I'm sure you understand and, and your listeners understand that, you know, when things happen like this in the moment, we perceive them one way, but as a spiritual soul, there's a whole nother depth of truth and meaning to what happened. So for me, I was an obedient child and I shut that all down to the extent that I forgot that that was part of me. I forgot that that was my soul call. But I also know now that it was by design that I shut it down. And almost like this hide and seek game that I see us playing with different aspects of our divinity and our, our awarenesses and our greatness, if you will. So after I had that flashback, and I pretty much affirmed, you know, I understand I had this contract with my dad to shut down my abilities for whatever reason that happened. I'm a grown woman. I don't need protecting. This isn't 1960. I'm not going to be, you know, subject to the McCarthy hearings. <laughs> so I just, you know, rescinded my contracts with my father and pretty much things just opened up for me after that. And this is what I was trying to convey earlier about this healing resonance that I have. I don't have to really try. I just go to this place within myself that's connected with all that is. And the information comes to me. 
I know what to do, or I'm shown visions, I hear things, all of those, you know, kind of clair, clairsentient, clairvoyant, clair whatever, <laughs> all the clairs, aspects that source our higher selves, divinity provides to help that person move forward. Awesome. So can you give us a, for instance, or a, 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 a case study of uh, someone who would come to see you and describe to us how they, how they came to you and how your, the system kind of evolved for them to uh, provide them with uh, maybe a better life experience or maybe not a better life experience. Let's, let's, let's hear a success story. Yeah. So I have learned really through life experience that I need to trust whatever comes to me. And as a healer and as a, a partner in, in channeling this information, I really don't censor what comes through because I feel that if it's coming through, then it, it's meant to be shared. So in this one session, uh, this was actually the, the woman within a, a couple's session I was doing. And I was working on her heart chakra and there was quite a bit of uh, shutdown there, if you will. And as I started to work there, I saw a teddy bear and I thought, okay, well, this is really weird because sometimes I'll see something that could float like balloons or clouds or, you know, something to give them a visual to help them let go. But for her, it was this teddy bear. So I said, you know, I really don't understand what this means, but I'm seeing a teddy bear. And she goes, I know exactly what it means. She said, my mother, you know, left me when I was just a very young child and gave me a teddy bear as if that could make up for leaving me. And so again, that was a good entry point for us to work through that trauma for her. In another situation, I was working with someone who was feeling stuck. This was a, a young woman as well. And toward the very end of her session, she said, oh, you know what? I have this pain in my right hip and I'm trying to train for a triathlon and it's really kind of holding me back in my training. So when I put my hand on her hip, in my head, I heard father. So I said to her, you know, how's your relationship with your father? And she said, well, it's okay now, but it was really tough when I was a teenager. And so, you know, we, we talked about that and I moved the energy in, in her hip and she got up and she said it, you know, felt better. But then within like a couple of weeks, she wrote back to me and she said, you know, I had totally forgotten that I had hip pain because it was gone. And then she said, I was just like running one day and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have that pain anymore. So it, this is kind of what I'm talking about where a trauma or, you know, anger, unre unexpressed anger can be trapped in our bodies and actually the pain or the disease that we're experiencing is the body saying, hey, you know, you who there's something wrong here, you know, there's something that you need to look at. Yeah, about that uh, self-censoring thing. Uh, that's something that I, I 
give fair warning to all of my new clients when they sit down. I'm like, I do not self-center censor when I'm doing the the reading because the pendulum goes where the pendulum goes. Just like for you, it's the words that come through or the images that come through. It's that they're coming from the same place. And if it's there, it's meant to be shared. And especially when I'm working with uh, couples a lot of times, because sometimes a couple, the couple will come to me wanting to save the relationship. And I tell them right off the bat, one of two things is going to happen. Either we are going to work to save the relationship or we are facilitating a breakup. And I have facilitated some wonderful breakups. And I've also facilitated some very um, nice reconciliations. It all comes down to what is in the high, the high self's best interest for that particular person as they are moving through this journey of life. Because if you're in a bad relationship or you're in a relationship that's not right for you, it doesn't matter how much clearing we're going to do. It's just like a person who is has pain in their abdomen and they're taking pain meds to make it go away. And what they really need to know is that there's cancer there for them to, to work on it. And masking the pain is only making the cancer stronger. So in order for you to deal with whatever it is that is happening, you need to experience the pain and you need to learn how to grow with it. So that way you can be free of it later but you, you need to know it now, which is why we don't self-censor. By self-censoring, yes. we are depriving our clients with what, what they need to know. I think another point I'd like to make on that, Bill, is that one of the things I learned actually by um, cutting myself when I was pruning a bush <laughs> is that when you hear a warning that's in the second person, in my case, you are going to cut yourself you need to listen. So uh, that's a that's a good one to to know. Just if if you're hearing a voice that's saying, you know, warning you, then then heed it. Yeah, I, I actually had that happen to me. A, a similar thing. Um, I went to a a psychic fair in New Hampshire last February, and travel in New England in February is treacherous on on a good day because it's it's dark it's icy and we had just gotten through a storm that just came through and my high self was saying if you go you are going to have a difficult time and i asked my pendulum i was like am i going to crash the car and the answer is no but you're still not going to have a good time <laughs> so I went anyway because, you know, I paid my money. I, get, I I went to the thing. I didn't see anybody that day because everybody else had the good sense not to come out that day because it was a lousy day. And so I would have been better off if I had listened to that, that second person say, you sh really shouldn't be going out today and just eaten the, 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 uh, the booth fee and just been on my way because you know i ended up not seeing anybody and it, it ended up not being a um something that was going to benefit me at all because it just just wasn't the right day to do that but it did benefit you ultimately because you learned to listen right exactly yes <laughs> yes and 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 we are stubborn that way you know human beings yes. are stubborn that way we will i mean i i had a client recently who was uh, about to um, get a surgery 
And it was, you know, it was a, it was a minor surgery, but they were very worried about this surgery. So we spent weeks upon weeks of sessions clearing the surgery and making sure that everything was elevated and elevated and elevated. And because at first we just kept getting some, got a lot of energetic roadblocks of, no, this isn't right. This is no timing is not right. Timing is not right. And then finally at the end, it, you know, they were hellbound and determined to take, have this surgery. They did it because the, you know, we managed to get the, the energy elevated to a certain degree to have it happen. And then after they came back, we had a session and the surgery resulted in some complications. The surgery, you know, it didn't do what it needed to do, what, what they went in for. And they were, they were saying to me, but we cleared it. Why did it? It's like, you remember, we had to fight with this thing. And then you went ahead and did it anyway. When your high self was saying, okay, we've given you all the warnings you can, you're going to have this experience. And then the, the doubt, what the dowsing revealed there is why the experience was so important. Now, you know, to listen, because this was the, this was what was being presented to you. That's a tough way to learn a lesson, though. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. And Do you have I, any you similar know, stories? <laughs> there's Well, there's a point there that I just would like to make, and that's, you know, when you do realize that there is this, this energy or this belief system or a timing or whatever it is, a non-physical aspect that's contributing to whatever physical problem you're having we're urged to have an operation. Um, I'm going to say, for example, a hip replacement. I had a, a fellow early on in my sessions that had a frozen shoulder. And he was told that the only recourse for him was to have surgery on those muscles. But his higher self told him no surgery. And so he kept putting it off and putting it off. And then he found me and his was, again, his father, uh, lots of repressed anger with his father in, in that shoulder. And he had really an incredible session in which he actually saw it as black tar. And, and some people do see the, these denser energies and emotions as black tar. So he saw this black tar leaving his body. It was trying to come back. It was leaving but um, kind of long story short version, uh, after that release work, his shoulder was good and, and it was not frozen. So it's important, I think, for us to at least look at this work and consider it as a step perhaps before we decide to cut out body parts <laughs> or, you know, have medications that may have very serious side effects for our bodies and start to understand that this is, you know, part of the way that spirit and our higher self and our bodies are trying to communicate with us. Um, so tell me about these, these downloadable MP3s that you have on your website. They look very intriguing to me. Oh, thank you. These I call core healing with a K. Because again, this is, uh, I don't know why the K, maybe because I'm Christy with a K, but 
that name came to me, core healing, just these energy centers that we have in our bodies called chakras actually can be stuck or, you know, a place where we hold woundings, not just from this lifetime, but from past lifetimes. And so I have this series with the seven major chakras that run along the spine. Uh, we do not just have seven chakras. We do not just have 12 chakras. We have many, many chakras, but these are the ones that can kind of tune into many major problems and the main um, components of our bodies, if you will. So I have that those seven chakras and I have those individually or as a bundle uh, and also as two separate bundles with lower chakras and, and upper chakras. And then I also have uh, one session for breast wellness, talking to and working on the emotion and energy that can be that kind of soil in which breast cancer can grow. And another one for inner peace. And then a shorter half hour one for uh, stress relief and relieving yourself of feeling uh, lots of uh, feelings of responsibility. I also have a blog on my uh, website. And one of those is called I might not have the title exactly right, but seven, these seven major chakra gateways to healing. And that also can um, explain a little bit more about at least my view of how they're tied into not just the physical body, but the emotions. Um, emotional healing is a big part of the work that I do. I'm intrigued by this idea of the cellular memory because when we when we do work with clients, oftentimes their disease or um, whatever they're dealing with is exists within the cell. And you already mentioned that there was a lot of memories usually attached to this. And you know, in one case, you mentioned somebody's father was involved with um, this gentleman's. Uh, you know, stuck shoulder. So how do those memories, how do those things translate into our body image or our image about ourselves and how we can get over that? Wow. Okay. <laughs> so I think that because of product marketing, we have come to really identify ourselves as our body. We've got to wash our clothes. We've got to have, you know, lotions and potions and hair products. And so we're almost overly focused on ourselves as a physical body. But kind of part of what happened to me from, you know, 2010 to 2013, as I was, I guess, preparing for this work, is that I had to almost deprogram myself to stop thinking about the world in black and white and this concept that you know i am this body now i'm thinking about myself more in terms of multi-dimensionality and that i've lived before that i'll live again the container may vary but i'm bringing forward things and i'm i'm constantly learning and evolving and perhaps maybe even better said remembering 
what I've brought forth. So I think we all have layers of remembering. And I think that the concept of kind of thinking of yourself as more than a body and identifying more with the breath, the breath that breathes the body than the actual body, it will start to open you up in ways and maybe, you know, unlock some of these memories for you that have been kind of put in the back burner because your mind is not ready to look at them. So part of, I think, this awakening process or this process of rebirthing ourselves and, and becoming more multifaceted is to get out of our minds and get into our hearts and be open to the things that challenge us because many times the things that are challenging us are really our opportunities for growth and expansion and being who we're here to be in this lifetime. So a cellular memory could be, you know, something of a wounding, an actual physical wounding from another lifetime that's carried forward and has been also seeded into this body or it may be, you know, a self-limiting belief that's been amplified based on the family that you've chosen to, you know, join in this lifetime. Um, it's, it's really so fascinating. So I just really encourage people to be curious, to get out of that view of black and white, because what's in the middle of black and white in my perspective is a rainbow and magic. That's beautiful. Um, I'm fond of telling people that we are not bodies with souls, but we are souls with bodies. And that when the body is merely a vessel that we are carrying along with us in order to experience this life experience, have experiences to inform the soul. So that way, when the body falls away, you can have another soul or you can advance to a higher plane of being and move into the realm of the the angels and the guides and that sort of thing. You don't necessarily have to reborn yourself unless there are things you need to still experience. And, and once you let go of this self-identity of my body is me, then it's so much freeing it's it, it it allows you to kind of take agency and to look in the mirror and just absolutely love yourself no absolutely. matter what you look like no matter if you're getting older or you're maybe you're a little more flabby than you were before or whatever and and also that self-love elevates you and heals you and then your body starts taking, it starts to follow suit. You start to actually look the way that your self-image is. And it's, so it's amazing. We can actually de-age ourselves that way by simply changing our perspective. It's, Love it's, is a powerful healer. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. 
and you know and in in the uh, the law of attraction tradition they do something uh they'll use something called a mirror exercise where you stand in front of a mirror and you say i love you i love you which is it's fine there's nothing wrong with that but if you know why mm. you love you that makes it a lot easier because you can say to the mirror, I love you all you want. If you if it's not in your heart, you, all you're doing is flapping your gums and you're not really doing anything <laughs> besides reinforcing how much you don't love yourself. But then, but if you can make that leap and say, hey, wait a second, I am not my body. I am a soul who's simply using a body and I, and my love, and my soul is made out of pure love. And you connect to that pure love. Oh my gosh. That is just, that is golden and allows you to not only heal on a cellular level and to a, and a macro level, but it really gets you to appreciate the love, the love and the life that you're in right now. Absolutely. I like to kind of think of the human body as our earth spacesuit. You know, we can't be here on earth without this little spacesuit. So it's important for us to nourish it and love it and take care of it because it's, it's part of the ride, you know, it's not everything, but it's definitely something to be treasured. Absolutely. And I believe that not everybody that wants to come here gets to come here. That is true. And actually, I've seen that written in a number of different places uh, in, in various books with when people are like having conversations with uh, the divine or the creator being they like, no, you're unique. You, you are a member of the elite to be here in a body. Yes, you've forgotten where you came from, but that's part of the point. If you came here already knowing everything there is to know, what would be the point of living at that point? You need to learn. You need to experience it. And part of experiencing is making mistakes. And like what we were saying earlier, when your body, when my high self was telling me, don't go on that trip today because it's not going to be worth it. And I didn't listen. Well, I learned to listen that time <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> I have a free video on my site which is about letting go of really indecision by seeing mistakes as mistakes. I like that. So, you know, there's certain, there are certain decisions if you make them knowing that you're going to hurt someone, that's not good. Right. right. But if you're ignorant because you don't know yet what you don't know, and you make a decision and it hurts someone, then it's good to forgive what you didn't know and try again. Right. Neville Goddard uh, put it as a sin is means to simply miss the mark. It, you know, we have this idea of sinning as this terrible thing. And the actual translation of the word sin, S-I-N, is to miss the mark. Okay. You've missed the mark. It's not the end of the world. And so that mistake, you did a mistake. So when you have a mistake, you just 
take, take again. again. <laughs> so it was a delight talking to you today. So can you let everybody know how they can find you or book sessions with you? Uh, my website is healingresonance.me for Maine. And I have my booking right through that website. My blog is linked through there. My podcast is there and links to all my social media are there. So I'd love to connect and be of support. Awesome. So thank you again for, for joining us today. And thank you listeners for listening. And we will see you next time. Thank you for listening. For more information about Bill and Nina G., please go to www.vitalbioenergetics.com. See you next time.